What is a summertime patriot? Y'all heard me use this term many times. A summertime patriot is someone who is willing to stand up for what's right and willing to take pride in their nation and stand for the rights and liberties and freedoms that we were granted just because we were born here. When it's easy. When it's popular. When it's fun. When it's cool. There are people that talk a good talk, but they do not walk a walk. When shit gets hard, they run. When it's time to make that hard call and say that hard thing. Well, it's don't rock a boat, don't cause drama. Well, surely it can't be that bad. Well, come on. They'll be better than that, won't they? And they sit there and they do nothing. And we've all been guilty of it for far too long. It's how we got to this particular part. Wake up! These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this time of crisis shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands by deserves the love and thanks of men and women. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What obtained too cheap we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. We seek fellow winter soldiers because unlike the sunshine patriots, we stand by our country. Through thick and thin, doing whatever it takes to serve it, including exposing the crimes of those in government, in order to steer it back to the right track. Let it be told that in the depth of winter, when nothing but hope and virtue could survive, that the city and the country, alarmed at one common danger, came forth to meet and to repulse it. The term winter soldier is contrast of the summer patriot, who deserted at Valley Ford because things got hard. We were drawing the blood red line, have to be the winter soldiers now. We could be quiet. We could comply and live peaceful lives, but we feel because of what threatens this country, the medical tyranny, the silencing of dissenting voices, not from foreign nations, but our own government, it is why we must speak and stand. Remember the final line of the declaration that we mutually pledged each other, our lives, our fortunes, and our secret honor. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It must be fought for, protected, for if trouble must come, let it come in our time, so that our children can live. Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tia. And today, we're going to talk about history rhyming. So, what we're going to do is we're going to do it opposite. We're going to tell you the stories that are currently happening right now in the world today, right? And then we're going to use a speech that was given this weekend, right? And it was given at the Nuremberg Society. So I I think that uh, when we bring the two together, you will understand that we're in trouble. So let's start with the very first one. Canada has decided that mental illness is a reason that you can request yourself to to, to, to be turned off. Uh, euthanasia is the term, and um, it also allows that children who are underage to have the procedure without the parents' permission. 
it's kind of like abortion, except it's really, 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 you know, um, the 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 child is choosing to be aborted. Call it call it a, a self a self induced late term abortion. <laughs> super super late term abortion. So. All right, so originally when Canada passed the euthanation law, it was the whole die with dignity thing, right? And it it went something like this. If you had cancer, if you were in some sort of intolerable pain, you had to go in front of a board of two doctors and you had to get the correct procedure. You know, they would say or they would try everything that they could. And then a board of doctors would get together with you and decide if this is what you wanted to do. Well, then they decided that mental health would do it. And then COVID came along and they're like, oh, well, you know, if you can't afford to pay your bills, we'll pay you to commit suicide. Sorry. Euthanasia. Yeah, see, that, one boggled my, that one boggled my brain when it came out. We're going to pay the homeless person to kill themselves. Well, say, say you were a homeless family, right? The father... Right. I don't know how much they were giving. It never said in the story, but say the father sits here and goes, look, if I sit here and lay down my life, you know, that the money would go to my family so that they could eat and make it through the winter, that kind of stuff. Right. And then it was, well, if you have a mental illness and they targeted at soldiers who had PTSD, at veterans and soldiers who had PTSD. And now they're targeting at children. That's our first story. We're not even three minutes in and I already want to burn Canada. Burn Canada! Burn Canada! <laughs> I'll bring I'll bring s'mores. Alright, so let's go to the next one. Ready? The next okay. one. There is a company that is trying to get microchips embedded in the hands of little children so that they can be easier tracked, you know, for safety reasons. Now, now I, I want to give you two, two situations and I want you, you know, the non-Christian of the group to tell me what you think and why this is strange, right? They want to put a chip in the hand. Amazon has already done uh, palm technology. Whole Foods, you can shop with your palm. And the other bit of technology that they're starting to push, Elon Musk, is the Neuralink. And it's in human phases. So they want to put a chip in the hand or in the head. <laughs> what you want to bet there's gonna be some preachers out there saying hey you should go ahead and get this done because it, you know comply let's you know it's the law of the land render to caesar what is caesar's while ignoring the fact that the mark of the beast is in the hand or in the forehead <laughs> right 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 you know you know we live in a world today where it wouldn't surprise me that it's literally going to be beast or dragon will be the name of the system Oh, wait, that already exists. So the CIA has this super AI called the Dragon. <laughs> and it's got seven nodes, like seven heads. Just just thought I would throw that out there. So, but skipping past that part. So, that... <laughs> okay. 
What do you want to bet that they're they will be so ironic and they'll even make it edgy? Did you get your chip? Did you get the mark of the beast? The, I'm not getting that. The, you do you know what happens if you get the mark of the beast? Oh no, they're just doing it to troll Christians. I think it's hilarious. Right? I'd be guilty. I'd, I'd be guilty of that. <laughs> but I'm not letting anybody put a chip in my fucking body if I can help it. What was it that uh, that Queen said in our video that we posted? The day they the day they show up to my door to put something in my body that I did not ask for is a day that I will what? What'd she say? I will fight or die on my feet. Yes. Speaking of which, I really like that one, so I'm gonna go download it so that we can play it here. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say it's on the the originals on the Telegram. Uh, it's been a while since we done one of those. It it really has been. I missed it. I do not, however, miss TikTok. I'm Is this one. Okay. Yeah, it's this one. Do 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 do. I have to download it. Hold on. I'm gonna be honest. I think it's one of our better, better done group projects. I agree. We we almost all stood on, stayed on, on mission. But uh, so anyhow, so not only that, but check this out, right? Do you remember? Do you still have issues with uh, restaurants and gas stations not wanting to take change or yes. cash? All right, so. This is going to become more and more prevalent. They need to get away from a cashless. They need to go towards a cashless society. Sweden has already started doing it. By 2030, there won't be any cash in their system. As a matter of fact, they're going to have a brand new cryptocurrency to roll out. So, but check this out. For those of you in England, pay attention. If you don't have if you don't spend your 20 and 50 pound notes by October 1st they will be worth zero if you don't spend them or turn them in between now and then they will be worth zero they're going to this new plastic bills right or digital So they have a month and seven days. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. I think it's a hundred days total. Like, however, you know, it's like a hundred days from when they made the first announcement. I just came across it recently, but so it's a hundred days from when they first announced it that you have to turn in your paper money to get plastic money or to get the digital. You know, the, Why does it feel like somebody's playing high-tech Sims Monopoly? I'm telling you that they are all <laughs> joining together to go to this cashless society and put everything digitally so that they can control what you do. And they have this nice video 
that where they sit here and they talk about all the positives, there'll be no theft or sorry, there'll be no muggings because nobody will be carrying cash anymore. You can only access it through your arm or your device. Like somebody's not going to mug the device. I don't know. Yo, like you're just some intrepid person is not going to walk up with a bone saw and be like, "Hey, you got a choice. You can either give me the money when we go to the machine, or I will take your arm, and then we will still get the money when I go to the machine." Fair. So, and so you've got that right. That they sit here and they're all trying to gather all of this stuff together, right? In addition to. They want to start introducing technology in the United States that will allow you to have your medical information, your passport, your driver's license, everything on a digital device. And, you know, some people are going to lose their digital device and they'll be ready to roll out uh, 6G by 2030. So you won't even have a cell phone. And if you sit here and you disagree with trying, like, if you try to transfer money through Zelle through certain banks right now, it has been mysteriously down. Why? Because they haven't figured out how to tax it. Even if you're sending it from one bank account to another bank account that you own, the the IRS agents want to sit here and check. To they want to tax you on it. Make sure you're paying on it, even if it's to yourself. So the money that I've already paid taxes on, they want to tax again. Yeah, taxation is theft at any point. And they want to sit here. They're going to get rid of coins. They're going to get rid of bills. And if you don't fall in line, they will stop you from buying or selling. Just let that sink in. They want to. You know, that's a small army. You realize that there are there are more IRS agents than there are U.S. Marines. I'd still put money on the Marines winning, but yes, you can overturn a country with six fucking Marines. I'm just saying. <laughs> Properly motivated, you can overtake a country. <laughs> hey, they decided to outlaw crayons. And they, they hate NASCAR, and there will be no drinking or drugs allowed. You also don't get any coffee until after the mission is over. Shit, I'll start a word for that. <laughs> Mess with my caffeine. We playing. So, <laughs> like, they didn't take over the country, sir. What'd they do? They took over the whole fucking hemisphere. <laughs> so, you have had your rights trampled on. You have had your freedoms taken away, and a lot of people will say it happened September 11, 2001, or shortly thereafter with the passing of the Patriot Act, that from that point on, everything just kind of went downhill freedom-wise. And I'm not going to debate that point, because for those who paid attention, it was way longer than that, but you know that was just when a lot of people woke up. So... I'm going to read you this speech, and I'm not going to skip anything. I'm not going to add any comments. I want you to pay attention, because at the end, we're going to discuss it. We're going to sit here. We're going to sit here and see where we're at in the world today versus what she's talking about. 
She is a Holocaust survivor. Oh, it's and she one. gave a speech, huh? Oh, it's this one. No, 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 no. This one was given this weekend, and it's a different person. It's not Kitty. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, wrong one. All right. You ready? Yep. Let's go. All right. The title of it is called, it's a woman by the name of Vera Sharov. Uh, this is the title of her speech. It says, unless all of us resist, never again is now. She gave the speech Nuremberg, August 20th. Okay. So yeah, it was this weekend, 2022. Here's the transcript of Vera's speech. I came to Nuremberg to provide historical context to the current global threat confronting our civilization. These past two and a half years have been especially stressful as painful memories were rekindled. In 1941, I was three and a half when my family was forced from our home in Romania and deported to Ukraine. We were herded into a concentration camp essentially left to starve. Death was ever-present. My father died of typhus when I was five. In 1944, as the final solution was being aggressively implemented, Romania retreated from its alliance with Nazi Germany. The government permitted several hundred Jewish orphans under the age of 12 to return to Romania. I was not an orphan. My mother lied to save my life. I boarded a cattle car train, the same train that continued to transport Jews to the death camps, even as Germany was losing the war. Four years elapsed before I was reunited with my mother. The Holocaust serves as an archetypal symbol of unmitigated evil. Moral norms and human values were systematically obliterated. The Nazi system destroyed the social conscience. Millions of people were worked to death as slave laborers. Others were abused as experimental human guinea pigs. The Holocaust did not begin in the gas chambers of Auschwitz and Treblinka. The Holocaust was preceded by nine years of incremental restrictions on personal freedom and the suspension of legal rights and civil rights. The stage was set by fear-mongering, and hate-mongering propaganda. A series of humiliating, discriminatory government edicts demonized Jews as spreaders of disease. We were compared to lice. The real virus disease that infected Germany is eugenics. Eugenics is the elitist ideology at the root of all genocides. Eugenics is closed in the mantle of pseudoscience. It was embraced by the academic and medical establishment as well as the judiciary in Germany and the United States. Eugenicists justify social and economic inequality. They legitimize discrimination, apartheid, sterilization, euthanasia, and genocide. The Nazis called it ethnic cleaning, cleansing, for the protection of the gene pool. Medicine was perverted from its healing mission and was weaponized. First. It was to control reproduction through forced sterilization. Then it was to eliminate those deemed to be subhuman. Untermenschen. The first victims of medical murder were 1,000 German disabled infants and toddlers. The murderous operation was expanded to an estimated 10,000 children 
up to age 17. <coughs> the next victims were the mentally ill. They were followed by the elderly in nursing homes. All of these human beings were condemned as worthless eaters. Under Operation T4, designated hospitals became killing stations where various extermination methods were tested, including Zyklon B, the gas that was used in the death camps. The objective of the Nazi final solution was to annihilate the entire 11 million Jewish population of Europe as quickly and efficiently as possible. The Nazis enacted discriminatory laws. They utilized modern technology, low-cost industrial methods, an efficient transportation system, and a highly trained bureaucracy that coordinated the industrial genocidal process. The objective was high-speed, maximum efficiency at lowest cost. The human casualties of this unprecedented genocide were 6 million Jews and 9 million other people whom the Nazis dehumanized, as Unter mentioned. The purpose of Holocaust memorials is to warn and inform future generations about how an enlightened, civilized society can be transformed into a genocidal universe ruled by absolute moral depravity. If we are to avert another holocaust, we must identify ominous current parallels before they poison the fabric of society. Since the Nazi era, the study of history and most of the humanities, including philosophy, religion, and ethics, have been overshadowed, overshadowed by an emphasis on utilitarian science and technology. As a result, Few people recognize foreboding similarities between current policies and those under the Nazi regime. By declaring a state of emergency in 1933 and in 2020, constitutionally protected personal freedom, legal rights, and civil rights were swept aside. Repressive discriminatory degrees followed. In 1933, the primary target for discrimination were Jews. Today, the target is people who refuse to be injected with experimental genetically engineered vaccines. Then and now, government dictates were crafted to eliminate segments of the population. In 2020, government dictates forbade hospitals from treating the elderly in nursing homes. The result was mass murder. Government decrees continue to forbid doctors to prescribe life-saving, FDA-approved medicines. Government-dictated protocols continue to kill. The media is silent, as it was then. The media broadcasts a single government-directed narrative, just as it had under the Nazis. Strict censorship silence opposing views. In Nazi Germany, few individuals objected. Those who did were imprisoned in concentration camps. Today, doctors and scientists who challenge the approved narrative are maligned, their reputations trashed. They risk losing their license to practice as well as having their homes and workplaces raided by SWAT teams. The moral significance of the Nuremberg Code cannot be overstated. The Nuremberg Code is the most authoritative, internationally recognized document in the history of medical ethics. This landmark document was formulated in response to the evidence of medical atrocities committed by Nazi physicians and scientists. The Code sets forth moral boundaries for research involving human beings. The Nuremberg Code rejects the ideology of eugenics and unequivocally asserts the primacy and dignity of the individual human being as opposed to the greater good of society. 
American jurists who formulated the Nuremberg Code incorporated the official 1931 German Guidelines for Human Experimentation, authored by Dr. Julius Moses. Those guidelines remained legally enforced until 1945. The Nazis violated them in their entirety. Dr. Moses, who was Jewish, was deported to Therenstadt, where he died. The Nuremberg Code defined foundational, universal, moral, and legal standards affirming fundamental human rights. These human rights applied to every human being. The code sets limits on the parameter of permissible medical experiments. Equally important, the Nuremberg Code holds doctors and research investigators personally responsible to ensure the human subject's safety and to ensure that the person freely gave his voluntary, full informed <coughs> consent. The standards of the Nuremberg Code are incorporated in the International Criminal Code. They are legally applicable today in peacetime and during war. The objective of the Nuremberg Code is to ensure that medicine never again deviates from the precautionary ethical principle, first do no harm. The Nuremberg Code has served as a blueprint for subsequent national and international codes of human rights to ensure that the rights and dignity of human beings are upheld, and to ensure that medical doctors never again engage in morally abhorrent experiments. Like the Ten Commandments, not a word of the code may ever be changed. The first of ten ethical principles lays down the foremost ethical requirement, which is spelled out in great detail. The voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, constraint, or coercion, and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. This requires that before the acceptance of an affirmative decision by the experimental subject, he should be informed of the nature, duration, and purpose of the experiment, the methods and means by which is to be conducted, all inconveniences and hazards reasonably to, expected, to be expected, and the effects upon his health or person which may possibly come from his participation in the experiment. The duty and responsibility for ascertaining the quality of the consent rests upon each individual who initiates, directs, or engages in the experiment. It is a personal duty and responsibility which may not be delegated to any other with impunity. The genocidal culture that permeated the Nazi regime did not end in 1945. It metastasized in the United States. At the end of the war, the U.S. government agents helped 1,600 high-ranking Nazi scientists, doctors, and engineers evade justice at Nuremberg. These Nazi technocrats facilitated the murderous Nazi operations. They were Hitler's partners in crimes against humanity. They were secretly smuggled into the U.S. under Operation Paperclip. This is in violation of explicit orders by President Harry Truman. These Nazi criminals were placed in high-level positions at major American scientific and medical institutions where they continued their work. What's more, these Nazi technocrats trained a generation of American scientists, doctors, and engineers. 
This is how Nazi methods and the immoral disregard for human values were entrenched in America. In 1961, in his farewell address to the nation, President Dwight Eisenhower warned against the increasing dominance of the military-industrial complex, whose total influence, economical, political, even spiritual, is felt everywhere. Eisenhower warned, we must be alert to the danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a a scientific technological elite. In 1979, a report to the president by the U.S. Commission on the Holocaust, chaired by Auschwitz survivor Eli Wiesel, warned the inclination to duplicate the Nazi option and once again to exterminate millions of people remains a hideous threat. Those who declare that Holocaust analogies are off-limits are betraying the victims of the Holocaust by denying the relevance of the Holocaust. The Nuremberg Code has served as the foundation for ethical clinical research since its publication 75 years ago. The COVID pandemic is being exploited as an opportunity to overturn the moral and legal parameters laid down by the Nuremberg Code. The Nuremberg Code is our defense against abusive experimentation. Humanity is currently under siege by the global heirs of the Nazis. A posse of ruthless, interconnected global billionaires have gained control over national and international policy-setting institutions. They have embarked on implementing a diabolical agenda to overthrow democracy and Western civilization, depopulate the global population, eliminate nation-states and establish a one-world government, eliminate cash, and establish one digital currency, inject digital IDs and artificial intelligence capabilities into every human being. If these objectives become reality, we will be digitally surveilled 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In May 2022, at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Carl Schwab, the architect of the dystopian Great Reset, declared, let's be clear. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, a powerful community here in this room. We have the means to impose the state of the world. The ultimate goal of these megalomaniacs is to gain control of the world's natural resources, financial resources, and to replace humans with transhuman robots. Transhumanism is a biotech-enhanced caste system, the new eugenics. Carl Schwab's lead advisor is Yuval Noah Harari, an Oxford University-trained Israeli. Harari is a prominent uh, proponent of the new eugenics and transhumanism. Harari refers to humans as hackable animals. He declared, we have the technology to hack humans on a massive scale. Harari despises the very concept of God. Transhumanists despise human values and deny the existence of a human soul. Harari declares that there are too many useless people. The Nazi term was worthless eaters. This is the new eugenics. It is embraced by the most powerful global billionaire technocrats who gather at Davos. Big tech, big pharma, the financial oligarchs, academics, government leaders, and the military industrial complex. These megalomaniacs have paved the road to another holocaust. This time, The threat of genocide is global in scale. This time, 
instead of Zyklon B gas. The weapons of mass destruction are genetically engineered injectable bioweapons masquerading as vaccines. This time, there will be no rescuers unless all of us resist. Never again is now. And that is the end of the speech. Yeah. Tell me, what is what is the uh, similarities that you see? It's like a carbon fucking copy. Yep. There's a little change here and there, but I mean, when you add everything together, <clears throat> it's a carbon fucking copy. <clears throat> History may not repeat itself, but it damn sure rhymes. And that's the name of the episode! Ah, ha, ha. See, I do what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, reading through it and listening to that, that that's someone who lived through it, right? Now, you and yep. I didn't didn't live through it. Now, you and I are intelligent human beings. We know how to draw inference. We know how to take context. But that's a person who lived through the fucking Holocaust as a victim telling you, hey, guys, you need to fucking wake up because this is fucked. Kitty Weatherman, the, the one who lived in Australia who talked about, she sits here and she said the same thing. People who survived the Holocaust see what's coming and they're terrified. Because it's repeating itself word for word, except here's the problem. Instead of just being one nation doing it, it's the whole fucking world. Hold on. I have some I have some numbers I want to I want to share with you. This is how you know. So we we talked about the one world order. We talked about the digital currency. We talked about them getting rid of gas or uh, cash, right? Yeah. So it's not going to matter for a whole lot of people. This year, Europe is going to freeze, and millions are going to die. Do you want to know how I know? The number one search term in Germany right now is firewood. Firewood. Black forest ain't going to be a forest no more. Hold on. Let me read you some numbers. Did I fuck it up? I think I did. Ah, oh, there it is. All right. So, WTI crude, which is the sweet crude, right, is currently at, as when I took this picture, or oil barrel equivalents, okay, is currently, set, when I took the picture, was $89.20 a barrel. Okay. Right, natural gas from the United States, one hundred and sixty-seven dollars and fifteen cents for barrel, or however they measure it. Right, figure per barrel. Got that? Got that number? All right. Now here's Europe's five hundred and one dollars and fifty cents. So we Nord Stream One got turned off again. It's going to take another three weeks for it to be repaired if it comes back online at all, depending on what happens with Russia and Ukraine. The Netherlands. The Netherlands is not letting people plant fertilizer to increase their crops. Sri Lanka 
once it went into default and its government collapsed, they're not getting any shipments. And their rice yield was less than 50% of what it is or, or what it was expected to be. Let they're going they're going to kill people off. It is going to be the systematic destruction. Well, it's by fucking design. It's it's scary when you realize how all the pieces add together. That's why I'm here to help that. Well, let me brainstorm here for a second. So when you add all that together, right? And then let's take the fact that <clears throat> China is already going, hey, Taiwan's going to be taken over. And fuck the United States. Right? Mm -hmm. So not only are they attacking our import for food, because we're stupid, and, and instead of being the world's breadbasket, we're now the world's you know biggest eater and consumer. So they're, they're going to take the food, they're going to take our technology. How many chips, how many How many uh, of the technology that we have around us, even our cell phones, our watches, anything like that, even the technology that goes in our car is actually built here? 80% uh, come from Taiwan. So you're going to cripple us with food, cripple us with oil, cripple us with uh, power loss, and cripple us with a technology gap. Apple's already capitulated. They said that they'll no longer receive any chips for their phones that say made in Taiwan. They now all have to say made in China. China got pissed off at fucking America, so they said, you know what? No more EV batteries for Ford or Tesla, right? They sit here and uh, there's a rule. So for those of you who own stocks in what you think are Chinese businesses playing the hedge, I need you to understand, you don't actually own those shares in the company. China has a policy that you cannot be a foreigner and invest in their stock market at all. You buy a piece of paper that says when you want to buy and sell it, you can sit here and we'll do it for you. And it goes through an intermediary company. Yeah, well, China has the ability to just shut it off. Think they won't? Oh, I'm surprised they haven't yet. Fair. They're going to find some way so, to kill everyone off. And those that remain will be their sheep, their breeding stock, and their serfs. So let me let me see if I understand something correctly. I, I've been thinking about it during the, the speech that you gave. So we talked about food. Our water's fucked, right? Yeah. Our power, our electricity, our technology, our fuel—all these are fucked, right? Yeah. So the only thing so. that we have, yeah. So the only thing that we really have is based off the technology, but it's entertainment, right? Which is also owned by China. Are you talking about what we bring to the world? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if we bring anything besides, you know, influence. That's it. Culture. We were we were the number one nation in the world. We could be again, but it would take a lot of work, and I don't think people are ready for that type of work. Just say. Who was it? It was one of the Roosevelts that believed in a very isolationist view of America, and I hate to say it, but that's something that we ought to do. 
What are you talking about? Thomas Jefferson said the same thing. He said, George Washington said we should not have any affairs of anybody outside of our coast. Now, I get Israel, right? You know, because we're responsible for the creation of the, the new state of Israel. I get that one. And I get countries that are friendly with us. But, I mean. Yeah, but you shouldn't. Okay, look. Here's. I, I've said it. I've bitched about it. I've complained. But, like, let, let's look at it logically for a second. Yeah, there is a point where you can be friendly, right? Where you have alliances. You have to build. You have to. You know, no man's an island, so to speak, right? But when your outflow just you know exponentially exceeds the inflow you have to your own people have you have you not seen the latest greatest videos of people on the street <laughs> no so know. i'm going to ask you a series of questions and if i tell you that nobody got them right except for the last question Remember, these are college students who were going to UCLA, and none of them got them right. How many stars are on the American flag? One for each state, so it's 50. Nobody got it right. How? Numbers ranged from 32 to 103. Well, I mean, if we start counting our dependents, that we start flooding. I said, how many stars are on the fucking flag? Okay, fifty. What is the capital of the United States? Washington D.C. Nobody got that right. What they guess? New York or Philadelphia? One said California. That's not even. A, never mind. <laughs> the other said the United States doesn't have a capital. Who is the first president of the United States? George Washington. Nobody got it right. How? Okay. Where was... Where is the Queen of England from? I have no fucking clue. England! It's in the fucking name! Queen of England! Well, yeah, but I thought you meant where was she born? No, uh, just... Oh, okay, then England, okay. When was our country founded? 1776. Nobody got that right. Speaking of which, I think that's going on my neck, my first tattoo. 1776? 1776. Descended of those who would not be ruled. Then, the final question. The one everybody got right? Yeah. Name the three Kardashian sisters. And for bonus points, name the brother. Now, to be fair, I did not know those. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kim. Chloe. I have no idea. Isn't it Kylie? Is it Kylie? No, she's a Jenner, right? No, Caitlyn Jenner. Anyhow, and the brother. Robbie? I guess. I, Fucking, no I don't know. 
Congratulations, you scored better than I did. <laughs> I only know the one, and that's Kim Kardashian. Because she I did a that. sex tape. It's the only reason I know. Just saying. Not that yeah. I watched it, just, yo. Yeah, but... That's what she's like, famous for. So, so, so they couldn't tell how many... How many states? It, 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 it is that simple. How many states? Like, I might have understood if you didn't know how many stripes were on the fucking flag. Thirteen. I know there are 13, but I'm saying I would understand if you didn't know that one. Okay. But there's one star for every fucking state. <laughs> how do you fuck that up? We're doomed. How do you not how do you not know that your nation was founded in 1776 and the first fucking president was General George Washington who chopped down a cherry tree? That's a lie. I know it is, but come on. Everyone knows the story. Right. So it's like, how do you not know? Okay. Uh, I'm done. All right. And with that, I'm going to close this out with the video that that Tyr made us make. And uh, it was our homework for yesterday. And uh, so we're going to close it. So I'm Odin. This is Tyr. And we will see you on another episode of Witcher's Call Podcast. Question for you. Simple one, kind of a loaded question. You don't really have to answer that loud, but I want you to answer it to yourself. What does freedom mean to you? And at what point, after what restrictions of your freedom, you draw a line and say, this far, no further? At what point do you say, enough is enough? Just curious what you got to say. We'll let these guys say a few things first. Freedom. What's it mean to me? It means being able think what I want, to say what I want, and to live the life I want to live. What's my line in the sand? My line where I'll say no more? When you won't leave me alone. What does freedom mean to me? Freedom is the right to protect yourself and your family at all costs. Freedom is the right to do what you want inside the bedroom, with the exception of children. Freedom is the right to keep most of your wages without having to pay the government. Freedom is the right not to have to pay taxes for senseless wars. Basically, freedom is that the government works for us. Losing jobs or the refusal to take the vaccine. People not be able to go out and go to the grocery store because they're not vaccinated. That's when we stand up for our freedom. Freedom is the right to express what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking without any fear of recrimination. Freedom is the right to live how I choose without the government telling me what to think, what to feel, how to vote, what to put on my body, blah, blah, blah. Freedom is the right to raise my child as I see fit and the right to speak up when her rights have been infringed upon. And freedom is my right to keep the monsters at bay. That'll be fine as long as the monsters don't show up at my door. Freedom means to me the ability to choose your own path, carve out your own destiny. Because our forefathers had the right idea that everybody has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And to me, my line in the sand is being a father of a The equality for every American to be able to utilize our freedoms. The freedom to defend yourself in your home. The freedom to make your own medical decisions and the freedom to speak your truth. These freedoms are not equal anymore. 
We've been trying to tell you for years that the government was coming for these freedoms. And the ones who spoke out against it are the ones who are being silenced. Our freedoms are being taken away. And the weak are allowing it because they're fucking comfortable. America has been indoctrinated. If you are content with having a president go to the Supreme Court in an attempt to force you to put a needle in your arm, you're fucking hopeless. I can guarantee one thing. The day a government official shows up at my door trying to put that shit in my arm is the day I either go to jail or die on my feet. You know, I was asked the question, what is freedom to me and where do you draw the line? In a nutshell, freedom is the ability to make your own choices regarding your life, your health, and things of that nature without being told what to do, how to do it, by an uncaring, unrelenting government. That's freedom. Where do you draw the line? When you stop being allowed to make those decisions for yourself. When the governing parties decide what they know what's best for you. All men are endowed with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And if you don't understand the intent behind that, I'd suggest you do some reading. My line was drawn when COVID started, and we were told to shut up, muzzle up, get jabbed, and get on our knees. Well, that's how they feel about freedom. Those are the lines you do not want to see crossed. For me, freedom is the ability to live your life as you see fit, without some overlord trying to tell you what you can and cannot do. See, we often forget that this nation was founded by men and women who refuse to be ruled. And I, for one, will die on my feet before I live a second on my knees for somebody else's sense of security. Let Odin take this one out. It doesn't matter what the press says. Doesn't matter what the politicians or the mob say. Doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something wrong is something right. This nation was founded on one principle above all else. The requirement that we stand for what we believe, no matter the odds, no matter the consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. Rip and tear.